Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Dr. Fuck and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 diddly D. All right, it's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. It is I, Dr. Fuck, and with me is... Oh, yeah! Still not drinking, huh? Still, it's... I think uh, this weekend is three months. Wow, how many people you killed since then? <laughs> not enough. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> not enough. Yeah, so uh, this week we're going to review... Uh, is, is the name of the band Far Canal or Judy some shit? Jody Grind is the name of the band. Okay, and the album's called Far Canal. Yeah, well, I... I, I I, I, I think it's uh, it's miswritten. I think the name of the album is called Fark Anal. <laughs> well, it's a Lee Gertzman pick. And Lee Gertzman is the king of the obscure bands. And, uh, yeah, we heard it. We took notes, and we're going to get into it. But first, uh, I want to talk about somebody that is not a Welch. Somebody that did pay a bet I had with him. Uh, last year, it was June of last year, or it was like late May of last year. Uh, I had a bet on, with somebody on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast who sweared he had information, inside information, that Van Hagar was going to reunite in 2017, the summer. And I said, no way. There's no way it's going to happen. And I remember, uh, and then I, I said, let's bet. I don't know if he's the one that pulled out $100 or I did, but one of us said, all right, 100 bucks." I go, all right. You know, or vice, maybe it was vice versa. And uh, I remember, Ian, you were kind of uh, shaking in your boots. You're like, man, I hope it doesn't. I go, Ian, mark my words. <laughs> I was so fucking sure of myself. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm so always... fucking sure. It, it, until the day that man dies, it's always my greatest fear. That that's somehow that motherfucker's gonna get back into my fucking favorite band and, and fucking just you know man I already had to live through that shit once and then you know that that uh, you know abysmal tour I I mean man, I just I can't take that shit again you know you know rest your pretty little head my friend oh, you got you gotta just put your faith in Doctor Fuckalicious because <laughs> I already I already proved that it will never happen. Yes, well, well thank you, and, and I want to say uh, it was Chris Aiken, by the way, the co-host uh, from the Classic Metal Show, so I want to say, hey, you you are a man of your word. I got a little bit worried because you know there was a part where he unfriended us, left the page. He later explained yeah. to me why, but I was like, oh, this isn't a good sign, uh, but I reached out to him after the year had passed, and... Uh, and he was a man of his word, and he did it right away, like instantly. He's like, "Give, give me his payment." Right away. Yeah, and that's so, right. He paid a hundred dollars, and I gotta thank him. Yes. And uh, that's the person that you should, uh, we should acknowledge as a good guy. Yes. Uh, anybody that put that makes a bet and a year later pays it is a fucking good guy. Yeah, and it, so, it wasn't a five dollar bet either. A hundred bucks. I'm sorry, to me, a hundred bucks, bucks is still a hundred bucks, man. <laughs> you know. Yep, and he paid it. He sent it right to my PayPal. And I want to thank you, Chris Hacken, because that hundred dollars you sent me went to Make a Wish Foundation, so it went to a good cause. And uh, 
Yeah. Thank you, dude. Thank you for coming through. And, and it helped out a young cancer patient who wishes Sammy Hagar would get cancer and die. So, yeah, let's exactly. hear for that kid. <laughs> good, good plan. Good plan. Actually, I sent that hundred dollars to the person that was responsible of making the Dan Hagar reunion not happen. <laughs> Oh, oh, so, in, a, in Sammy, a way, it's a Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> so you sent that hundred bucks to Sammy Hagar here. Thanks for being a douchebag. <laughs> no, it actually did go to Make-A-Wish, and I and I and I've been posting that charity everywhere lately because I think it's such a good charity. You know? Yeah. And everybody, it's uh, uh, www.wish.org. Uh, yeah, but send a dollar, five dollars, whatever you know. The celebrities don't come cheap. <laughs> Very nice. And uh, also, I donated to a, uh, a GoFundMe project the other day that uh, the great Chris Sinzak from Decibel Geek made me aware of. Uh, for those of you that listen to Decibel Geek as well, you know a, a guest they've hold, he's had on the show before. He's a musical legend in Nashville uh, by the name of Todd Zilla. And a uh, very entertaining character. And unfortunately, he was the victim of a house fire a few days ago. And oh. he lost uh, not only you know his home, uh, his all his pets were killed in the fire. Oh man! All all of his yeah. uh, recording equipment, all his guitars, and I believe this man had quite a uh, you know valuable collection of uh, very expensive guitars. And not not only you know that, but I mean you know his his pets and everything the man owned. I mean everything's gone. Uh, you know, and if anybody's ever dealt with something like that, you know, even if he does have fire insurance, which I'm not sure, you know, sometimes that shit takes forever. Uh, I did put a go, uh, the link to the GoFundMe on my own personal page. Now I'll put it on the uh, Rock and Metal Combat page. But yeah, if you can send anything, man, because you know I don't know the guy. I never met him. I just heard him on the show. But for that to happen to anybody, you, you know. Uh, would be a terrible thing because that's just every unless unless their their name sounds uh rhymes with sammy hagar yes 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 then i'll buy another book of matches imagine if that fucking house costs catches fire with all that tequila <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> oh. well that's not that's sad to hear man so yeah. uh yeah I'll, I'll i'll look into it and I'll, i'm gonna donate as well very nice, so very nice. I don't I don't like hearing that. Uh, you know I just don't want to hear that he had vinyl. Uh, if he did, don't even tell me. Yeah. yeah. Next story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now we're gonna get into what everybody's been waiting for. Oh yes. The debacle of the Wadzilla show. Yes. The... On that metal station, and I before Ian says his piece, I gotta stay a little neutral on this, but. I'm not kissing neither side's ass, that's for sure. Right. So, uh, those of you who, who listen, and uh, don't kid yourself, I, I know the 2% who did listen. Because <laughs> uh, it's definitely very small percentage of our podcast family out there listens to our uh, live radio shows. But the ones who did enjoyed them very much. Uh, I know. would listen every single week except that one week. I, I was not home. It was the one show I missed where this happened. And I just got to say this, like, uh, I was busy doing, you know, doing my thing. And uh, I didn't even look at my phone at all. And then finally when I got home, I was like, oh, my phone. And I looked at it and I had a text from uh, Ian saying, I was fired. I was like, 
what? <laughs> and then you call me right away, and I heard your side of it. So yeah, let's hear your side. So uh, yeah, uh, I ended up getting fired. Uh, I changed the format on the show uh, to, you know, put it quite frankly, I took a two-week vacation uh, about a month and a half ago, and I got to, man, I was just getting burned out. I didn't miss one Saturday in, like, over a year and a half, not one fucking Saturday, but man, it was getting to where it was the same shit every week, the same requests. And I just, I, I really wanted to branch out. I mean, I will always love metal. Always. Will be my, you know, my favorite genre of music. But I listen to so much more. And what I really miss about radio, and being a DJ was my dream job growing up. But I miss when you could hear all kinds of different shit on the same station. Because you know, when Ralph and I were growing up, you know, I mean, yeah, there could be a country station. But on, on regular rock radio, you would hear everything. Now everything's segregated into this, that, this is classic, this is, you know, R&B, blah, blah, blah. But you used to hear everything on one station. Yep. And, and I was getting to where, man, I was just dreading the show. As a matter of fact, the day of this, I saw Bushy was was in the chat room, because uh, he usually gets in and out when he's at, he's at work. He listens at work through the app and everything. And... Uh, he was home, and I almost, I was like, man, I'm gonna let Bushy do my fucking show. I don't even feel like, you know, just hearing the same fucking docking songs again this fucking week, you know? Right. Or any docking song, for that matter. And, but then I was like, no, I can't let Bushy do it, because when somebody tunes in, thinks it's me, and they hear Sammy Hagar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, exactly. I, you know, fuck and it. He, he, he would do it, too. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it, I, you know, I'm gonna do it. So I did my first block of all metal, and then I was like, you know what? I, I, I gotta make this interesting to, to me because you know it's it's nothing we get paid for like like you know we were we were told as oh yeah i'm gonna get advertising eventually i'm gonna be paying you and everything so this is just another thing like the podcast that uh you know we do for free it's purely a passion project but you gotta have passion to keep doing that so i was like fuck it let me mix it up and i was playing all kinds of different shit and everybody who listened said that was the best show they had ever heard and i played yep i played some uh funkadelic i played you know some fear dead kennedys you know and there was you know plenty of you know motorhead and slayer and shit like that too i still did the cock block but i you know i mixed in some john mail uh the black angels uh, a new band that i love that a lot of people are like wow what's this and see that's what i want to do turn people on to shit they don't know because that's what was attractive to me as a DJ. Because in the 70s, a DJ had power. There was no programmer that told you, okay, these are the bands that we play. This is the single you're pushing, you know? That's how songs like, you know, <clears throat> unfortunately, like Beth, you know, where other songs became a hit because a DJ flipped over the 45, and he said, hey, I'm going to play this for you and see what you think. So I was able to turn on a bunch of people. Uh to different shit. I was like, you know what? This is the format I want to do. I, I would never abandon... Metal would always be part of the show because metal's part of me. But I want to open it up to play all kinds of different shit. Now, I stress to the audience, I'm like, I don't know how Scott's going to feel about this. So you need to message him. Let him know this is the type of show you would be interested in and you like having this variety. I'm like, you got to be able to... Because Scott is so fucking thick-headed when it comes to this shit 
Because we've told him for, you know, years now. Dude, you've got to fuck, you know, the, the fucking auto DJ. You're turning people off. I mean, how both of our listenerships, they listen when we're on. They don't listen when we're not on. Because all it is is fucking, you know, death metal and, and fucking unsigned bands that are unsigned for a fucking reason. You know, and it's so hard these days to get people to tune into fucking radio because everybody can go to YouTube, Spotify, whatever, and hear what they want. They, You know, like when we were growing up, we had to wait for our song to come on the radio. And in between waiting for our song, we might hear something else we like or something else we get tuned on to. And that's that's what I wanted to get back to, like the reason I wanted to do radio in the first place. And... Uh, Scott was not having it. He came on towards the end of my show, and and I announced. And Scott even told me, because I told Scott I was getting burned out. Scott said, take some time off. I said, at the end of my show, look, this is what I want to do. I'm even going to change the name to Wadzilla World. So, you know, you can't, you know, say, oh, it's Wadzilla Metal or Wadzilla Rock. It's just whatever I think is interesting that people would want to hear. So I'm going to take a couple, uh, you know, like three-week break. Come back, new show, new logo, new title, new everything. And you guys let Scott know, you know, by Facebook or whatever, that you're excited about this. This is something you would tune into. And people were doing it left and right, right? This was the best show ever. Oh, my God. I mean. I had people tell me that, too. I can't remember who it was, but there are a few people that told me, dude, that was the best Godzilla uh, show ever. Yeah. and, and yeah, I heard yeah, a few people did tell me that. I yeah. missed it. Yeah, people who uh, who did who missed out on it, they saw my set list and thought it was amazing. Because one of the listeners, I couldn't believe this. He kept track of every song that I fucking played, and he put it up on YouTube. The whole playlist of my show, forty songs. I call it the Filthy Forty because it got me fucking <coughs> shit can. But I said, hey, let Scott know because that's what you gotta do. Because I've I've tried Scott. I mean, uh, uh, Ralph's tried to wear blue in the face. Hey got to mix up the auto dj because you're playing too much this people want to hear some traditional metal and stuff like that no man i'm gonna play this well if you're shooting yourself in the foot because you're not listening to people you know you gotta you gotta take yourself out of the equation your own personal taste what do the people want to hear what do the people respond to but he doesn't do that very well (laughs) there's a lot of shit he doesn't do very well but you know i love scott i don't hate scott i I wish you know no, no nothing bad to happen to him he's going through a hard time right now himself but man what happened was immediately after my show here pops up on my computer my my uh, uh, Sam uh, license has been revoked I was kicked off the staff page I got a message about that and this was there was no contact no message prior no warning just that's what happened and I was like, you right. motherfucker. You motherfucker. And, 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 you know, uh, I sent you a message route, you know, and you called me later, and, and I sent it to you, you know, and I was like, look, man, if I'm going to do it, it's got to be uh, my way. And and, and Ralph fucking, uh, you know, you, you tried to play Peacemaker, and, and you did a great job. You talked to him. And what he finally got Scott to agree to uh, was... Okay, you can do your show, but no rap. Now, right. here's the thing. Uh, the only reason Scott even agreed to do that, let, let's be honest here. Ralph, you said you were going to quit. 
And well, I, look, let me, let me make that clear. When I spoke to you the first time, right. and you told me exactly what went down, how I was very upset because you got no warning. That's what upset me. He didn't warn you. He just, look, you do that again, you're out. No, there, there wasn't none of that. He took your Samway and all that shit without even telling you anything. I said, that's not right, and I'm quitting that metal station too. Uh, well, I'm quitting, you know, and uh, and then he, and then I talked to him after that, and I told him, yeah, I'm leaving the station, but Scott, I will stay. I will stay on the station if you agree to Ian's turn, you know, that he can do a show his way. So then later that night, uh, he called me and said, look, I had a talk, I think with Mike or somebody, and we agreed. We're going to have Ian do a show his way, except no rap. So then I said, okay, cool. I'll talk to Ian. Oh, no, no rap and no, you know, Adele or whatever the fuck. Top right. 40. I go, right. well, I'm sure he won't play the top 40 shit. The rap, I'm not sure. Let me talk to Ian about it. So then I spoke to you, and initially you said, fine, no, I'm not going to play no rap. Fuck it. I'm not, I won't play no rap. Uh, and, you, you know, but, oh, wait, wait. Before I even spoke to Scott, you made it clear that you will do the show if you can have it your way. So then when Scott agreed to it with the no rap, I spoke to you the next day about it. You were like, um, yeah, okay, yeah, I won't play no rap, but I still want to have three weeks off. You know, I need a break. Well, I, I said, okay, cool. I, I, so then I, 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 I said, I, I'll think about it. I said, I'm not coming with an answer yet, but I'm still taking a break. Yeah, you said you were taking a break. No, but 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 you did agree to the no rap thing. You you said, well, I ain't gonna play no rap. Now I called Scott back and said, all right, I'm not gonna leave the station because Ian agreed. And I even made a post about it. Ian's back on the metal station because everybody was going to ape shit. So then uh, the next day you thought about it, and you know, I mean, I'm also guilty of that too. I can say one thing, and the next day I feel different. So I'm not blaming you for this, but uh, the reason why I stayed on the metal station because Scott agreed to my terms to stay on that metal station. So therefore, I, I you know, I stick to my word. If you're going to do this for Ian, I'll stay on the show. So he did agree, then you agreed, but then the next day you were like, you know what? No, fuck that. Uh, what if I do want to play rap? You know, so you had to change your heart. But that is that is between you and Scott. That had nothing to do with me. I did what I had to do, and I tell you, I was going to stay loyal. I mean, I did. I still think I'm still loyal to you over that whole incident. Even if I'm still doing my show now, I stayed loyal to you, and I did everything I could to fix your shit, and I did fix it. Uh, now, if I did if I did say initially that day, fine, uh, I, I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. I might have said that. I thought I, I said I need to think about it. Now, uh, I know after you talked to him, I didn't even talk to you until the next day. I think you yeah. you'd sent me a text, but I didn't talk to you until Well, until Yeah, the, the thing is that you you, you even told me I'm going to watch movies with my lady. So I didn't want to bother you. Right. I just sent you a text saying, right. yeah, you got your show back. Yeah. You, know, you got what you wanted. Scott agreed. You got your show back. Right. And then I told you the no rap thing. And you did agree. I'm not blaming you for changing your mind the next day. But you did agree. You say, "Oh, I know, I ain't gonna play no rap." And I, you know, and top forty wasn't even a question. 
Because I know you wouldn't play a Dow and shit like that. Right, yeah, that, that, that's just fucking retarded. But, uh... Yeah, so, uh, but, but, and I, and I also went back to Scott and said, alright, uh, I talked to him about the roll lap thing, and he agreed. So then the next day, you know, I guess he molded over, and you were like, you know, I mean, I can understand how pissed you were because of the whole, you know, just fucking kicking you off the station without any warning, and then it's like, you know... And, and, and then a very interesting thing you said to me, you're like, dude, if this would have happened to you, you would have had 100 YouTube videos. And I was like, oh, maybe 200, you know? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm a fucking, I, I am a fucking cold-blooded, hot-blooded stick. And I get mad over anything. And if Scott would have pulled that shit on me, like taking away my Sam and shit, I would have fucking, oh, I would have went ape shit, you know? So I'm not... In no way am I being hypocritical here. I understand where you're coming from. He always asking for one thing, so since he's going to, you know, bend bend for you, uh, just bend a little for him. No rap, and you were cool with it. You're like, yeah, cool. But the next day, you had to change your mind, and then that's when it got super ugly because then I started getting accused. I mean, accused of not knowing what's going on and this and that, and, that. and it's true I didn't know what was going on because there were certain. When you change your mind, you didn't talk to me about it. You talked to other people, and then right. people were like, "Like Ralph is oblivious to what's." And I was like, yeah. "Dude, I didn't get this recent shit, you know, because you were at work, I sleep in the morning, right. and uh, I didn't know, you know, what the fuck went on, you know, during that time, you know. So you had to change your mind. So it didn't work out. So it, it, it fell through, and the Wadzilla show is no more yeah. on that metal. Station. And, and what? What was really the capper for that is, uh, you, you know, the more I started thinking about it on Sunday, because it was just kind of everything happened so fast, and then, you know, I got my own life besides this shit. So even when it yes. happened Saturday, I was like, yeah, uh, whatever, no no big deal, you know? And I went on, and I spent the rest of the day with my lady, and did, you know, real-world shit. And then Sunday, I started thinking about it. Now, Grant, hey, his station, if he wants to run it like a fucking submarine with a screen door, that that's his fucking uh, option. He, he can surely do it. He put the money up to do this station. Everybody knows goddamn well who built this station. And that was you and me. You know, and, and Scott tried to put restrictions in the beginning. Remember, they didn't want to let uh, the podcast on, on the station unless it was live. And we had to explain to yeah. him, dude, that, that's impractical. The thing about a podcast, people can listen to it whenever they want. That's the hardest thing about live radio now. Everybody has a DVR for their fucking TV. You know, everybody can watch other shit when they want. They don't have to be restricted to a time where, like, Scott, that never worked. And his, his partner, he had another partner at the time. His partner, no, no, fuck that, our way or the highway. Well, Scott wanted us so bad, you know, he bent the rules for that, and it was the right decision. But we brought all these people to that metal station by us talking about it, by our shows. I mean, constantly the number, the number, uh, the top two shows on the fucking station. You know, and 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 all the DJs on there, just yeah. about all the DJs on there are, are from are, are picked from the podcast, either our podcast page or a guest that we had on our podcast. Right, and guess who most of them got their music from too? My buddy, Mister <laughs> X. Yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you know, so it's like, man, and, and, and we both tried so hard to steer Scott into the right direction. Like, never once was it like, 
hey, we're doing this to ruin your shit. No, we're trying to help you. You want this to be a success. We're trying to give you the tools to make it a success. You know, when everybody complained about the fucking, uh, the auto DJ and shit like that, you know, it's like, hey, tell it to Scott, because he, we tried to tell, our work should be good enough. We should have proven that we know what the fuck we're talking about. But that wasn't good enough. So I told the people, hey, tell it, and he just didn't want to hear it. No, I, no. I, I like bands like fucking Dog Entrail, Slow Roasted. You know, that that's that's what I want to play, you know. And, and, and that's why nobody fucking listened. If nobody listens except when we're on the air, that's a problem. That shows you you're doing something wrong. That you're not hitting your market. And, uh, but he wants that little exclusive plug. Well, you know what? Then, then that's what you're going to have is an expensive hobby. You're not going to have a successful fucking station. Because you're not listening to, A, people who know what the fuck they're talking about, and, and B, your audience. You know? And, man, I'm sitting here thinking, it's like, man, all the DJs now that got their SAM license, you know how they got that shit? By me selling a fucking t-shirt. Because originally Scott had to, uh, because I had Windows 10, he had to buy another version that he couldn't afford because this station makes no fucking money. So we came up with the idea of a Wadzilla shirt. We raised over 300 bucks, and then he couldn't get the money out of it fast enough, so I sent him 100 of my own money. And he said, look, you're going to have a copy of Sam no matter what because you paid for this. And then the, that 300 bought what he has now to where he can license out to so many DJs. I brought that shit because I sold the T-shirts. I pushed them. I didn't make one nickel. In fact, I paid that shit. You know, we brought the fucking people in. Oh, remember he'd, he'd have those, those stupid fucking charity? I mean, no offense to the charities and all. But, you know, he'd have the charity of the month, the charity, you know, all this shit. Oh, you did that fundraiser for the expo. And I, I said nothing. What the fuck you gonna say, Mr. Charity? That wasn't money going into my pocket. It wasn't money going into Ralph's pocket. It was for an expo that you wanted to go to. Nobody's making money off of it. In fact, if there's money left over from the expo, it's going to fucking charity. And we were going to do another one that was going to involve you, me, Decimal Geek Podcast, a bunch of other fucking podcasts that would have brought new listeners to the radio station because all these other podcasts were going to advertise it. Uh, so I talked to Scott about it. Scott's answer, well, uh, what kind of cut am I getting out of this? Like, fucking asshole, you're getting people coming to the fucking station. You know, isn't that the idea? To get people to fucking listen? Or do you just want this, like, little exclusive club for you and your death metal fucking cronies? You know? It's just so fucking stupid. I'm like, all I'm trying to do here is put on an entertaining show. And here I put on a show. And yes, I did play some different shit. I played some Boz. I played some Cure. Some Susan the Banshee. Uh, He had a, a shit fit about Joe Jackson. Well, you brought up a great point. Anthrax covered Joe Jackson. You know, Scott goes on there and plays Steve Miller in the Guess Who. You know, but it's okay if it's different, if he likes it. And he keeps trying to say, oh, this, the, the the Steve Miller, uh, it's within the heavy metal genre. The fuck it is. You know, I, I, look, you want to talk about that smoking solo on Abracadabra, motherfucker? I mean, come on. That, but, that's a good song. But the thing is, he likes it. You've played Southern Rock on your show. Okay, nobody said shit. It's what it was is the songs I played weren't songs that he liked. But, you know, it was still closer to rock than anything. It's still rock. 
But if you're going to be that narrow-minded, and Ralph, you and I both talked about this, if we were to ever start a station, we wouldn't. it would never be just a strictly metal station because then you limit yourself. The same way we review different shit on the podcast, don't paint yourself into this fucking corner you can't get out right. of. You know, it, it's, it's limiting, and it goes against everything that music should be free and different, you know, and, and open up different shit. Now, here's the thing about the no fucking rap rule. No rap. In all honesty, probably I would almost never, ever play a rap song. There's not a lot of rap that I like. I like some. Pretty much nothing released after 1992. But I don't listen to it a whole lot. It's like country. Maybe a song here and there. I, I really can't listen to a full album of it. So it would probably almost never come up in my show. I mean, I mean, damn near, maybe, I can't even think of an instant offhand unless I did like a specialty show that was like, oh, this year, and maybe something was like a huge hit or I play a song as a goof, you know? But the thing was, to have any fucking restrictions after what, uh, you know, after what he did by just cutting, cutting your top guy out there, you know, no, no warning, no bullshit, no respect, hey... You know, half the people wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for you. And that's why I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And and I'm, I'm sorry to, you know, the fans of the show, the people who were there every fucking week, uh, you know. And uh, there was also a lot of people giant chiming in on this shit who just wanted drama because, you motherfucker, you never listen to the show anyway. Don't chime in, you know, with all the dramas going. Yeah, that, that upset me. Yeah. Some motherfucker just that never listened to your show yeah, starting yeah. shit with Scott. Yeah. It's fucking on call for Yeah, because like I said, I thought two two percent of our listenership to the podcast tunes in to our shows, and I'm a numbers yeah. whore. I always paid attention, and and so I I know who listens and who who didn't listen. And but you know I don't want to underestimate the people who did listen because I because I thank you, man. We had fun for you know over a year and a half or however long I, I did the show, and. Now, as far as the future of the show, there is another station I might go to, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of variables. Uh, one, the time slot. I have to get that. That's the only one that works for me. This isn't something I get paid for. Uh, I got to, you know, do it when I can do it. And if I'm going to do it, it, you know, it's got, I got to be able to play variety. I don't want to just, just do a metal show, but metal will always be part of the show. Cause like I said, it's part of me, but I want to play different shit. You know, there, there's one point during the show where I play this band, Black Angels. I said, so far, this is my album of the year. Absolutely loved it. I put that song on and, and, and all these people are messing with me. Oh, who's this? I like this. And it wasn't, it was nothing metal, but it was within the rock, you know, realm. But people were really digging it, man. And you know that feeling, Ralph, when we turn somebody on to something, you know, that, that is like the greatest feeling in the world. When somebody, oh, yeah. man, thank you. I went and checked out this band, uh, you know, something I normally wouldn't have listened to or never heard of. And, man, in just that one show, I was re-energized again. I, you know, I, you know, here's something I was about ready to walk away from anyway, but my passion was reborn because I was like, yes, this is, you know, my, my instincts were right. The music I was picking was clicking with the audience. And this is a metal audience. This is what they typically tune into here. But they were loving the variety. And they liked what I picked that was out of the box. Now, did everybody like every song? That's never going to happen. But what was the majority? I mean, even the, 
like I said, the people listen. Bushy, you know, said the best fucking show he ever heard. Eli Miller, best show. I mean, all these people writing in and saying, wow. You know, and Jimmy, poor Jimmy James Schwartz thought everything was his fault because Scott kept bitching about the Joe Jackson. And, and, he, and he wanted some Joe Jackson. And that's even another thing I was going to do with the new format is I was going to take requests, but I was going to change it. No longer was I going to let people pick the song. Like, you, you throw me an artist, and I'm going to try to find something that you may not know, but I think you'll dig. You know, and that, it makes it interesting for everybody, and it requires, you know, it requires attention from the audience, but they get rewarded, you know? I mean, even, you know, with the request, like, if you want to hear a song, and man, anybody can hear whatever song. Let me let me turn you on. Let me show you that I know music. Let me show you that I, I, I think I can steer you in the right direction. And it worked, dude. It worked, and it worked great. Uh, but Scott didn't like that. Now, you know, is that like, you know, is, is it fucking ego? Because we know the shit better than the guy who owns the station? I don't know. And once again, I don't hate Scott, and Scott's going through a lot of shit, and I feel bad for him. I and was... we should we should also bring up Scott is a good guy, and his yeah. intentions are good. Yes, his heart is in, in the right his, place. His, his heart is in the right place. He right. just goofs up from time to time. Yeah, and and we we've, we've tried to help as friends. Like we we've, we've never got a fucking dime out of this, and we've done our best to to make the station into something. And, and we don't own shit in it, but it's just we're trying to help a friend who took an interest in us. But he should, he should trust me and know that I, I'm not trying to ruin the state. I'm just, I'm trying to do something that would be better for the station. And not every DJ had to do this shit, you know? And, uh, you know, just let me do my show. I can bring you fucking listeners. I can bring people who might, because they check out my show, might check out another show. And then they tell somebody else. That's how the shit snowballs. That's why the thing about the fucking fundraiser pissed me off so bad. Here's all these other podcasts, and, you know, some podcasts we shared audience with, like Decibel Geek, you know, and podcasts and stuff like that, but there was going to be a lot of other ones that might not know of that metal station, that, hey, here's a whole new audience that could be enjoying your station, and, but but your question is how much you're going to pay for something you're doing for a fundraiser. You missed the fucking point, buddy. And uh, so that's my thing. And, and look, something, something very important we also have to bring up. And you touched upon it, but we didn't really go too into it. Uh, before, the week before you got fired, maybe it was two weeks before you got fired, you actually did go on the air saying, you know what, man, I don't know how long I'm going to do this. And I, I'm thinking of it. Because right. you were already fed up. And I even, I never said it to you till you, you brought it up yourself. And I said, it is true, dude. Every single week, it's the same band, but a different song. Right. You know, and, and it wasn't really your fault. It was everybody in the chat room. I want to hear Dawkins. I want to hear Molly Crew. I want to hear, you know, uh, White Snake or whatever, you know, Cinderella. And it just became like, I can understand where you were coming from. You were getting, like, bored of playing the same band. And you were dying to play your Black Angels and stuff like that. And, and the difference between the Wadzilla show and my show is where the reason I don't lose interest in playing nothing but metal on my show is because I, like, Wadzilla has a wide variety of musical taste. I do as well, but in the metal genre, I don't think we share the same 
wideness and metal. You, you're a little more out of the box than me. You got a little more open-mindedness than me. There is few bands that grab me, and I'm like, oh, you know, but I am nowhere near uh, the musical knowledge that you have as far as outside of the metal. Right. So when you listen to my show, Thursday nights on that metal station, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, you will hear... Like what you were saying earlier, oh, when I turn something, somebody on to something, you know, what a great feeling. Yeah, I get that same feeling when I played Midnight Palace, and people are like, who the fuck's this? Or Night Demon, or you know what I mean? Shit like that. It's metal, but it's new. And what you get what you get on my show is a mixture of new and old, and it's very rare. I can't think, maybe, maybe Black Sabbath may be the only band you will hear on every single show I do. But I'm not going to play Cinderella or even bands I love. Like, you're not going to hear uh, uh, Testament and Venom and Motorhead on every single show. But you will hear it on my show. I mean, yeah, every other show or every three weeks. But my my show, I take a lot of time going through my metal folders. And I have a wide variety. Like, I don't play too much death metal, but I throw in a little death metal there. Throw in a little black metal throwing you know a little more than a little than thrash uh, traditional metal but i have dude i can do a five-hour show every single week where i don't repeat the same band once right you know so that's the, and and that's what make that's what keeps me happy right and and now you because know because if i was doing yeah, if I, I was doing let me put it this way if i was playing motorhead venom testament and uh you know ozzy and slayer and Every single week, just a different song every week from the same fucking bands. Yeah. I'd go nuts. Well, I, I would feel exactly like you did. And, and then also, you got to know your audience because you know we both had where people requested like you've had it where you play two death metal songs, man. You see people drop out. Yeah. And and yeah, I've, I've done that on on uh, my show because I I knew my audience. I I knew what they wanted to hear from metal, and I'm straight outside the box. And it was crickets. It was still metal, but it's like th- they wanted to hear that stuff. I knew what made them happy. But then, you know, when I stepped out, th- they went with that. But, you know, w- with the metal, they weren't there. But I knew how to build that audience, and I knew I could bring new people in with that. And even there was people on, on the, the podcast page who didn't listen before, but they said, oh, man, look at that set list. I've listened to that. You know, so you got to know your audience too, and there's nothing wrong with having different shows. Not every show on TV is the same fucking thing. You, you change up the format, but he's so fucking oh, it's it's got to be this unless it's a song by Steve Miller that I like, that I can play it. You know, and and yeah. and then, then he had fear that you know other DJs were going to want to do this, and you know what you should really be concerned with is are are you successful at what you're doing. Are, are you are you pleasing people? You know, are you are you pleasing yourself and are you pleasing the audience, man? And that's that's what I was gonna bring in, but fuck it, <laughs> you know. And and I'm sorry for the loyal listeners. And I've I've got people sending me messages, especially after last week, like, man, fucking last Saturday sucked. You know, I, in my routine of listening to your show and you weren't there. This sucks. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm sorry, you know, but. It is what it is, and uh, uh, you know it, it's not it's not coming back. Well, I mean, if it is, it's going to be on another station. It's going to be on that metal station. But uh, right. at, at that same time, like I said, I wish no ill will to Scott. We just uh, 
we have a different outlook and it's his thing to, to do what he wants with it. And if I can work something out with a other station that's that's more open-minded and receptive and I can get it at my time zone, great. If, if I can't, then just keep coming to the page. And you know, on the page, I'm even breaking up the videos I post because just like I do on the, on the combat page, Monday through Friday, man, I post videos and pictures every every morning, and people love this shit. And I've broke, broken up on my own page on the now I call it in the memoriam of uh, the Wadzilla Rock Show, and uh, I've been put, posting different shit on there, and I'm getting more likes and more people showing up than ever before. So obviously I was on to something, you know that I had a vision and it fucking worked. But Scott did not share that vision, so that's unfortunate. Yep. And, and again, we got to stress, uh, we may be, you know, a little harsh on Scott and shit, but his heart is in the right place. We got to bring that up. He yes. does. And he did agree, you know, in the end, he, he did buckle and he was compromising with you, but it, the compromising uh, just yeah. wasn't enough. You know, yeah. it was if, like if, if he if he just would have shut his fucking mouth, he would have got what he wanted. But <laughs> He, he had, he yeah, had, if, yeah, if the rap thing, I think, killed it for you. Yeah, I and, think that's what... Yeah, and, and, well, the main... It was just, it was just the, the... That was the icing on the fucking cake. Because, like I said, let's let's be honest. If you wouldn't have threatened to quit, too, it, it wouldn't even have made it that far. So what that really is is a backhanded, okay, come back, you know. But the thing is, hey, you fired me, right. you know. And then you said, okay, I can come back because I don't want Ralph to leave. But don't do this. You know what? You should have just shut the fuck up and trusted my instincts. And you would have had a little bit more listeners. But hey, uh, you know, replace it with a cap, uh, you know, cactus uterus. You know, ripped out a fucking cow's head and see where that fucking gets you. You know. And you know, if you want to if, if hear that, there's Walter's Walls of Woe on Saturday nights. It's all Death Mountain. So you, can, yeah. you know, anybody that likes Death and I, and I think that's a great thing too, though. I mean, you got to say... There is a good reason to have a death metal show on that metal station. Oh yeah. There, you know, if you want to do, if the person is really into death metal, that's all that person likes. Then I'm, more power to that in a black metal show. Even, you know, crappy new metal, Lincoln Park, bullshit like that. That's fine. You know, I have all your genres, but you know, and then when you listen to mine, you listen to my show. It's mostly traditional. You know, I play stuff like Shock Paris that not a lot of people know, and Warrior, like really, really obscure metal bands that are fucking kick-ass, that never really... And I, I like... That's what gets me off. Or, or You know, like how Black Angels gets you off, you know, right. Shock Paris gets me off, you know? Right. So, and and I thank Scott, and, you know, we both should thank Scott for giving us that opportunity to be on that metal station, even though it didn't work out for you. Yeah. Uh, it was still night for him to, to put us on. Yeah, and he should thank us for fucking building the stage. <laughs> well, that that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't I don't think it's really understood. And I know it kind, of, it kind of sounds like tooting your own horn and shit. And in a way, it is, but it's not that it's a fucking lie. I, look, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about our egos or whatever. Facts are facts, dude. Facts are fucking facts. Me and you are just some two dope knuckleheads that built this fucking podcast to, to, to the point where we got the, the attention of Scott Green and that stupid indie station and all these fucking people that want, you know, and, and the rabid following we got. 
we did it because we both yap and people love to hear us yap. You know, let me tell you something about the Dr. Fuck show. And this just came up on the last chat. This, I'm telling you, more than one person was like, I want to hear Ralph talk some more. I think a lot of people listen to my show just to hear me yap, you know? And, and people love when I rant, when I do my little rant. So my show is like, it's not, people just don't listen to my show to hear me play Shock Paris and, right. and you know, Night Demon and, and Black Sabbath. They want to hear me talk and I get on the air and I talk. I'm usually drunk and people right. love that shit. I mean, people love to hear me talk and it's, oh, I, but you also have, and I'm sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say, you also have a vision with what you play because you know, this is something that happened a lot of times. You would have hours of music already lined up and you would go to sleep and let it play. And yes. you would have higher ratings than 95% of the DJs when you weren't even on the air just because of the music you picked. So, yeah. I mean, I mean you, you brought everything. You brought your personality, but you also brought the music. And that's something right there. That shows that you know what you're doing. Just the music yeah. you picked without you being there beats 95% of, of the other shows and, and, and the, the infamous auto DJ that turns everybody off. You know? No matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody says, my show and your show brought in the most listeners. And that is not us being cocky. That is not us, our egos talking. It's just facts. I was on the Wadville show. I saw that chat room booming. It was always packed. Always packed with people. Cock rock loving, come guzzling people, but it was still packed <laughs> with people. You know? Then you would get Good to show thing. up on a Saturday morning. <laughs> exactly. If you're not a homophobe, you love it. <laughs> we love but, it. But uh, exactly. So you know, bottom line is, uh, yeah, you know, he went look, and also we also have to say this: it is his station. Yeah. He can run it the way he wants. We're not telling him what to do we are telling them hey this would be better for the station you know it's not like oh fuck you and your fucking station because you don't listen to us no it's not like that it was more of a helpful thing i brought it up to scott i don't bring it up no more he can he can testify to that i don't tell him how to run his shit i did bring up like oh man i heard you got a dj the other day and then he was telling me it kicks ass and he plays local bands and it, it, to him it kicks ass it's his station so what am i gonna do it's like if I, look, and I also said this to you, and it was just so I don't sound like a hypocrite. If we have two listeners, if we if we end up being like the that that other podcast, <laughs> I don't even want to mention the fucking name of that podcast. Don't go uh, there. Yeah, don't go. Hello. Um, uh, I would still love doing our show because I'm, I'm laughing and cracking up and, and enjoying what we're talking about and only two pe people listen. I'll still be fucking happy. I'll think it's a success. It ain't about numbers to me, but at the same time, it's like, well, dude, it's working. So, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, there's some people that should realize they should be podcasts. But, you know, hey, be their own. Let, let, or run let, radio let, stations. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But I mean, but, but it's his station. So yeah. if he wants to run it that way where he only gets like a few listeners, uh, then, you know, let them, you know, fuck it. You know I mean? We tried. I tried too. It wasn't just you. 
I tried to talk to him to, you know, hey, man, let's do this, do that. He ended up, I'm not doing it. Okay, I let go. And another thing I want to bring up, and this may be a little sour note, but this I already let go too. But me and Wadzilla were not very liked at the metal station by other people. Oh, no. uh, and not and we're not talking Scott Green. There were uh, there are a few DJs that doesn't really like uh, you know we've been accused of being posers and playing poser music and uh, we actually had one DJ go in your chat room and say uh, metal mic rules. I don't know about the other DJs. Now, granted, that guy apologized and he even played Scratch or Die. So I forget, but that shit did happen. You know, and uh, it really bothered me. It's like, dude, why the fuck is that? There a hate against me and Ian. You know, is, is it jealousy, or you know, because we're getting numbers and they're not? I, I don't know. You know, I, I really don't know. But it was a sign. I let it go. I'm getting to the point now. I'm at the point now where it's like, if you hate me, good, good. Just look at my fucking numbers and fuck you. And I'm not about numbers, but hey, fuck it. I'll bring up numbers when it comes to cases like that. I was into fucking metal before your parents even met. I was into your, I was into fucking metal before your daddy knew what a vagina felt like. So give me a fucking break. Don't fucking call me a poser, you prick. You fucking asshole. Anyway, fucking cricket. Anyway, so uh, are we done with this? Because I got something to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and close, my final thing is I just want to say thank you to the, the people who did listen and... Uh, Stay tuned. Anybody want to join the page, the in memoriam of the uh, Godzilla Rock Show page, join it. And if I do end up somewhere else, I will let everybody know, and you'll hear about it, of course. Here. So thank you, yeah. and uh, and uh, now we pass the mic back to you. All right. Now I'm going to hit you with a blind spot, Ian. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to you about this personally. I wanted to say it on the show, because we have to be honest to our listeners. And I want to hit you with something that and has nothing to do with your radio show. Okay. Uh, something I've been wanting to talk to you about, but I want to, I want to, I want to do it on the podcast and get your 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 opinions. And I know you're a very straight up honest guy, and I know I'm gonna hear your your side of it. I'm just getting a weird vibe out of you over something, and I want to straighten it out and actually finally talk to you uh, very clearly of my intentions of of the Vieira Vault podcast. I'm gonna start. Right. Uh, before before I hear your opinion, just hear me out for a second. Okay. As you know how I am, I have thrasher die, I have old leather, I have combat, I have rip jaw, I have uh, psycho wrath. I'm the type of person like you. Uh, I like to branch out too. You know, I want to branch out, do my own thing. My podcast that I want to start, the Vieira Vault has absolutely nothing to do with Rock and Barrel Combat Podcast. I don't want it to be a clone of it. I don't even want to be fucking funny. I don't want to do anything that resembles it. I have this, and this outlet, this this feeling I got to do this came out from our war. When me and you had that war, and I said, fuck this, I'm going to start my own thing. And then, you know, during that little period where I wanted to start my own thing, I was thinking, okay, I want to do it this way and that way. Very different than the podcast. But then when, you know, I came back and everything, I mean, I love the Rock and Metal Combat so much. There's no way I would abandon it. There's no way I would do anything to taint it. And one thing, and I know we discussed this earlier, I did say on several occasions that I do not want guests 
I didn't really say I didn't want guests. What I mostly said was, we don't need fucking guests. We rule as we are. But I'm not against guests, you know. And I mean, and and now that I'm going to start my own shit, I I encourage us to have guests. If you can get guests on the show, I'm a, I'll be a little more open-minded to it. But I need I have an outlet where let me put it this way. Uh, yesterday I put up uh, uh, some stupid shit on my almost human page. Dude, within two hours, and you know I'm not a fucking numbers guy, but within two hours, there's 300 hits. I put up a video like two days ago uh, about the Gene Simmons and the horns thing. That shit's over a thousand, like two two days ago. You know, and it's, and I'm not like a numbers whore, but I'm seeing this shit, and I'm like, and here's different type of stuff I'm doing on my Almost Human page. And you got to remember, before there ever was a podcast, there was Almost Human, Eternal Idol. I was a solo act. Before I hooked up with you. So I'm like, I need to do this, dude. I need to do this for just another outlet. I'm I'm a very I'm a guy that just doesn't know how to sleep. Doesn't really know the concept of rest. I always need to do something new. I'm always like looking for something else to do. You know, I don't feel like I'm bored with the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. I don't feel like how you felt with the Godzilla show. I'm I'm, I may be more in love with the podcast now than ever, but at the same time, I want to do this other thing, and I don't want to be Eddie Trunk or Mitch Lafon or none of these fucking assholes. I want to do my thing, where it's going to be different. I want to just talk music uh, in, a, in a personal level, and you know, talk to the person about his history. But and we can do the same thing on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast. But you know, we're going to throw in a couple mom jokes in. You know? Oh yeah. So I would like to know your true feelings on me starting an, another podcast other than the Rock and Roll Podcast. Oh, I, I mean, I, I don't mind that. The only thing that threw me for a loop is when you said you want to do stuff where uh, you, you interview people because that's that's always a direction I want to steer this into. Not like where it's every week, but man, I, I think the way we roll and the way we've done it with some other people... Uh, you know, some guests that we have had, like Robert Fleischman, uh, you know, and we had Darren Wharton from Thin Lizzy. Uh, you know, I, I think what we bring would, yeah, would, would be a great, uh, you know, interview. And, and we, we have guests all the time, but I'm talking about, like, you know, musical guests. Right. Uh, that's something I've always wanted to do. And you were a little bit resistant. So when I heard you say you want to do that, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why don't we do that on, on our show? Uh, but then, you know, you said when we talked about it the other week, uh, you, you said now that, that you don't have a, a problem doing that. And that, that that's another thing that I got. It's like, uh, you know, it, it just reminded me of uh, the, uh, the journey behind the music <laughs> where uh, Steve Perry uh, d- uh, got mad at Neil Sean for putting out his solo album. So he put out his solo album and then Neil Sean got mad because it sounded just like a journey album. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Right. You, know, you know, if you're going to do something different, do, do something different. But, I mean, and that would be different because we haven't done it. But it's just that the, that's was always something I wanted to add to this show. Because I hear, you know, these musicians interviewed on other shows. And I'm just like, man, what Ralph and I could do with this shit? I mean, that would be that would be next level shit. Because well, we, yeah, we just have yeah. a way of bringing it out of, like, what we did with Robert Fleischman. And I've heard Robert Fleischman on, on, you know, other shows, and they did great interviews. 
but where we took it with our sense of humor and our love and knowledge, I, I think took it to another level where I think we would excel at that so much. But I mean, it, and, and you have you have a few more, well, a few more, you have a lot more connections to get people than I do. I mean, I know people here in the local, uh, you know, the scene here in, in New Orleans that I could probably get on. But other than that, I really don't have access to, uh, to getting people on like you do. But, you know, if you're willing to share some of that and bring some of that, you know, because I really, yeah. it would be a snowball effect. If we could get, like, you know, that, that one guest, then other musicians say, oh, well, that person did that show, I'll do that. Because it works like that, you know. But it's it's like getting that initial, you know, certain level celebrity to come on, to draw attention to the show, to where other people's like, okay, I'll waste time doing that. Whereas if we've never had anybody else on here, well, nobody's ever heard of that podcast. Why would we be on that, you know? But Well, I, I, I also have to stress this. This is another problem. This is another reason I would like to start my show, too, is because... Like, uh, I talked to Bobby Gustafson from Overkill about it. Uh, this is before I even st uh, thought of doing my show. He works weekends. Our time, uh, when we do our show, right. uh, not a lot of people, we can't get a lot of guests due to timing conflict. Right. So it's like, wow, I can interview Bobby Gustafson, but I can't because he can't, can't do the weekend. Right. And that kind of like, you know, irks me. It irks me because. I would. I love his new CD, Satan's right. Pain. I, he loves. He's gonna play on a Thrasher Die CD. It's like, well, I can't do nothing about this because I'm tied to the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, right. which is the same thing where I can't play Joe Jackson because I'm tied to that metal station. Right. No, but I, it's, you know, it's not. You know, I I don't expect you to hang up on me and fire me without a warning, <laughs> you know, because of this. But at the same time, it's like yeah. I have that same need you have. It's like, dude, oh, yeah. I've been doing Thrash or Die for ten years now, right. and my favorite form of music is traditional metal. I'm dying to do a traditional metal thing, and I have done it. You know, and that's pretty much what I want to do. I want to do like a straight up interview show, and every time I have a guest, I'll hit them up. Yeah. I'll say, hey, are you available on weekends? Dude, look, look at our podcast. Look how great it is. Uh, check it out. Listen to this episode. Right. And entice them to come on our show. Because believe me, there's a lot of people we can't get because of our time. But I can get because I work nights, dude. I'm, I'm available from noon to fucking 10 o'clock at night. Right. But, and but, I can get a lot of people. And, you know, here's, here's the thing, too, though. You know, certain certain guests, if you can get certain people, I'll fucking call in sick that day. I mean, if it's something big, I will work around. I mean, it's not like I won't do this. I mean, I prefer because of, you, you know, uh, you, you know, my job and, and my relationships, I prefer we record the time we regularly do for our regular show. But if it's like, hey, we got a chance to interview, I don't care who. If it's somebody we're both excited about, I will work around it, you know. I mean, if it's, right. it's got to be a certain time, I'll tell you, hey, tough shit, go sleep on the fucking couch. You know, at midnight, I got to talk to fucking Lemmy. You know, I mean, Lemmy died. But you know what I mean. If it's something like right. that or, hey, man, it's got to be at fucking noon on a Tuesday. If it's if it's like a legend, you know, or somebody I'm super into, hey, I'm sick that day. You know, because it wouldn't be like an everyday thing. But I mean, I'm, shit, I've been the fucking schedule. But as far as you doing your own thing, you know, fucking, hey, you know, I, I got no, it was only the, the interview thing that kind of was like, well, wait a minute, you know, just just because it, it had, you know, I brought that up in the past and you said you weren't interviewed, 
but do it your own thing. Like you said, I wouldn't know you if it wasn't for Eternal Items. You know, I I was there for your first episode, and that's and, and that, that's how I hunted you down and forced you to do this show with me. You know, so I mean, you you, you are you, and you got you got all your stuff. And hey, man, I'm and I, I'm but the thing about the also a thing about my show too is that I want to interview bands when they come to town and I can't do that with you. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So there's going to be like a lot of times I'll interview somebody backstage or in their tour bus, which I already did with, uh, with De- uh, death angel. And yeah. you know, I might be interviewing Tracy guns this next Thursday at the culture room. And it's, it's impossible to do a podcast, you know, over a phone. Now, what am I going to do? It's like, all right, now you get the phone, Tracy and talk right. to Ian, but I ain't going to hear what Ian's saying. So, it, it, you know, it, there's a lot of fact, and then this is this is a very important fact. And Chris Sinzak, <laughs> see, I said it right, huh? There you go. Chris Sinzak can even tell you because I've seen him post it. Well, another interview canceled. Imagine you stay home, take a day off of work, and the motherfucker cancels. Yeah. You know, it, it's certain things like that. Like, oh, dude, I got Rob Halford on Tuesday. Oh, I'm taking the day off. Oh, shit, he canceled. You yeah. know. But I hate my job, yeah. so I'll take multiple. And and another thing, I'm not uh, opposed to, I mean, and now definitely if you have your own show, that would get the priority for that kind of thing, but I've heard episodes of uh, of Decibel Geek, where Aaron and Chris couldn't be together at the same time, like something came up and Chris couldn't do it, so so Aaron did a solo interview with uh, Mike Tramp from White Lion. Well, that would suck though, because you wouldn't be part of it. Yeah, but it would. It would. Well, I, I, I mean, well, no, I get that, but I'm saying like, if you ever had an interview that you want, in there, you know, what's that? If you want, if I do an interview with somebody, let's say I do get Rob Halford, right? And uh, it's like I don't mind putting it on the podcast show as well. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't either. mind like putting it both on. Yeah, if you want to do that. I'm 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 not opposed to that, you know. Yeah, It'll no. be on both shows. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that at all. <coughs> I mean, I mean well, that, there's certain things if you get an opportunity to do it and I can't be there, I can't be. I mean, it'd be the same thing here if I uh, if I got an opportunity to, to interview somebody. I mean, I would still think it would be viable for the, for the show because we could still discuss the interview after and stuff. So I've got no problem with that if it's something. Of that magnitude. Now, of course, if you are starting your own show, yeah, you would want to save more uh, for for your show for you know in those situations. But I, I'm not opposed to you recording something that I can't be there for. I mean, that's just a fact. But you got a duo, you know, and we don't live in the same area. So if that happens, I got no problem. Well, I, I'm, uh, you know, if you're like, oh my god, we got to play that interview on that on the podcast, I'll be like, all right. Well, let's play it. No, I mean, I'm not opposed to that either. I, I, I just need. I'm look. Uh, there, I'm the type of person that I hate being home. So if I'm gonna be home, I want to do something like interview Rob Halford. You know, I want to do something right. very exciting while I'm home. That's why you see all these videos I make because I'm always like doing something in my house. If I'm not band, band practicing or I'm not banging some chick, you know, I, I want to be fucking uh, doing something productive at home. You know, I, there's just so many fucking times I can clean my house. You know, it's like after I'm after I clean my house once and I, I'm very thorough and cleaning, I don't have to clean this house for a while. So what am I gonna do? You know, I can, 
I can't sit down and listen to vinyl unless I'm doing something while I'm listening to vinyl. I can't. I'm not the type of person that can just sit down and listen to music. I used to when I was a little kid, but you know, I grew out of that. I just, I get more excitement, you know, doing stuff, you know, while listening to music. And if I can get like, you know, people, and it, it's not always going to be. I mean, come on, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm a minnow in 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 the fucking uh, podcast world as far as me starting my own thing. It's got to build, you know. I can get. Gustafson, look, I can get John Gallagher from Raven. Uh, again, can't do the weekends. These are three three or four people I already talked to that can't do our show. I've hit them up, but they can't do it because of our schedule. So it's like, oh man, I really want to interview these people, you know? And then it's like, I just can't. I can't do it, you know? And because of the podcast, and I feel kind of like limited, you know? So I think by doing this, you know, I get my rocks off. It'll be a serious type interview. And, you know, I'm not going to be sit there and talk about you know ace fairly owes me five bucks which you know i love don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not slamming it but that's you you know that's your thing well we have you know what we have guests on the show i'm fucking abbott and you're costello that's just right. the way it is right. i don't really you know chime in i don't really have that that material you have you know i'm not like as funny as you so i really can't you know add that so i i really do think i mean maybe it's my ego talking maybe my show will flop and like smack me with the reality but i at least i want to try it i just want to try it and i'm sure it would be a success i mean you have a rapid following the, the only thing and, and this isn't even me uh speaking but uh scott green just asked as long as you don't uh interview flavor Flav. <laughs> or, or any rappers uh you know you, you, you can promote it on that metal station can you imagine how killer Flavor Flav would be on the Rock and Metal Combat podcast? That would be like yeah, the greatest boy. Show yeah. Oh, what man. the fuck did you just say after a while? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? And of course, we'd it'd have to like, play. It'd be like having David Lee Roth on the show. It'd be like, what the hell? And then we'd have to play Bring the Noise, and and then Scott wouldn't want it on the station. So exactly. So <laughs> there you go. So but no, I, I I got no problems. Uh, the thing I if you, if you can bring. An interview to the to the to our show that'd be great, but no man. I will always try. Yeah. I will always every single guest. I will hit them up. That I promise you. And yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's just I just wanted to make it clear that I am not doing this to hurt our show. Uh, I'm not doing this in any way. I'm not leaving the show. Right. Uh, I'm gonna be here, and I, and I spent, uh, dude. I make so many sacrifices like you did on that metal station for that metal. I mean, right now, my band is fucking having lunch somewhere, you know? And I'm like, oh, I got to do a podcast, so I'll meet you guys afterwards, you know? Right. And, uh, and then, you know, and many times, you know, I could have got laid and I didn't do the show. I mean, it's just, you know, you know, I take some Fridays to do the show where that's my fuck day. So, you know, I, you know, I just do the show and go to X Hamster and take care of myself and everything's good. But, you know, the bottom line is, I, I really want to do it. I, and, you know, and, and dude, if you ever wanted to do a show, I'd be behind you 100%. It's not like, you know, I'm not going to be like uh, Neil Sean. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, man, it, it's an open relationship. We can see other people as long as you still come home and kiss me with cock on your breath at the end of the exactly. night. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there um, you go. Yeah, no, that's fine. So I, I, I wasn't 100% sure how you felt about because I, you know, and, and to tell the listeners, me and Ian never, I mean, we touched upon it just one time, and that was while you were doing the radio show, so it was like, you were playing a couple songs, so they, we didn't really right. talk to them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I wanted, I, I did want to get this out in the open and talk 
out, but I figured let's do it for the listeners because, you know, I think everybody should know every little thing, you know, like even be, this, this is total behind the scenes shit people are hearing right now. And, and, know? I, and, and I think you, that's very appealing about it. I, I can't wait to hear it. I would much rather hear that than the album we reviewed this week. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, and, and yeah, we're going to get into the album right now. I just want to say that I don't think every single viewer of Vulture is going to have a guest either. You know, there might be some solo shows where, you know, of a topic that I don't think would really be good for the, that uh, rock and metal comic podcast, you know. I, I, you know, not even music stuff, you know. It's just something I want, you know, like musical opinions or whatever the fuck, you know. Like, whatever topics go going on now that really hits a nerve with me i'd like to talk about it for like an hour where well, i can't do that on this show you know what i mean i'd have to e- e- heavily edit it and i you know my shit will be not edited there you go but anyway all right well enough of that so you're cool with the show right yeah and i wish you nothing but success brother all right thank thank you brother all right let's get into this album far canal oh josh what is it J- jody watley <laughs> jody grind <laughs> Jody Grind. Only Lee could find shit like this. Mr. Obscurity. Holy moly. Uh, All right. Do you have any information on this shit? <laughs> Is there actually information online about this? <laughs> Man, I, I, I knew it was a bad sign when I, I looked this band up on Wikipedia and it said, tell Lee to pick another album. That's all they had for Jody Grind. <laughs> uh, what I know about them, they put out two albums... Uh, in, in the UK and throughout Europe weren't even released here in the States. You had to get it on import. Uh, they were a British like prog, uh, jazzy. Some people have even called it proto-metal, which I don't hear. Uh, but just a real obscure band. I don't know if Lee found this on YouTube or if this is something he actually found in a record store. I, I think this is punishment for us not allowing them back on the show, as well, quite frankly. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I know. They put out two albums. This is their second and final album. And after hearing this, I totally understand why, and I thank them for it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I tell you what, and Lee is the only person who could have got away with us reviewing this album for $40. Because I tell you, anybody else, this would have been 100 maybe 200 <laughs> well, I can tell you what's even more obscure than this album. Lee having 40 bucks. <laughs> I know. I, I, just, I got this, you know, in, in my brain, I see him sneaking into the shelter in the middle of the night and stealing everybody's change, you know, that they, pan, <laughs> that they panhandled all day long. <laughs> and then, then, then I see him. That would make sense. Yeah. Then, then I see him going to the grocery <laughs> store, dumping it in that machine, then going over to the cigarette counter and getting a money order and sending it in so we can do this album. Yeah, with, with a couple shopping carts full of fucking bottles <laughs> and aluminum fucking cans. Yeah, and he stole some aluminum siding from a house. <laughs> yeah, I can see Lee pushing the cart with cans. Of course, it'd be one of those kids. <laughs> kid carts with the car on front and the little seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that he stole with a kid still in it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I gotta admit, listening to this album, all I can think about was Lee. Yeah. That's all I could listen to this. I'm like, you know, I also want to bring this up, too. Lee, 
recently put up this dude it was the most obscure shit on the planet even more obscure than this he put up some album on his page and dude i shit you not i listened to it half of the album was was waves like like waves from 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 the ocean it wasn't even music, like dude like 10 minutes of like ocean waves and some music then back to waves i was like what the fuck is this shit man he was one i love i got you know and that's what i love about lee lee and you know what one thing we gotta say about lee lee the other day got upset because some guy reported on the phantom i was like dude yeah and i was like lee upset have you ever seen that guy upset he's like the most kindest soul on the planet oh i i saw him upset one time really yeah, yeah, well, it was five more minutes till the liquor store opened up. He was, he was, he was furious. He's like, you know, come on! Come, unlock the fucking door! But he is such a good guy, and, yes. and I really love this guy. And, uh, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to do this for him, even though... You know, it's not going to be the greatest review. Yeah, happy is a strong word, but we're doing it for Lee because we love him. Yeah, yeah. we love Lee. It's, it's just a shame he can't do our show anymore, man. Yeah. But, you know, hey, we stick by our word, man. That's right. Anyway, so you want to get into this? <laughs> yes, this is the 1970 album Far Canal or Fark Anal. I'm not sure which. But... Yeah, by Josh Grind. Jo- Jody Grind. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, you imagine this week on the rocket so come that podcast jody grind jody who i <laughs> the think fuck is i think just to get fucking people to listen to this i'm gonna entitle it an album you never heard by a band you don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> just a peak interest <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Well, why don't you take track one? We had it. <laughs> track one. We had it. Yeah, I had it about three seconds into this fucking song. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe I was able to, to find this shit on. I mean, uh, Mr. X was able to find this shit online. Uh, and when I listened to the first like couple seconds of it, I was like, Oh, there's no way. There's no. I got to tell Lee that you know, because this ain't even remotely rock. And then about three minutes into it, you hear a guitar. I was like, son of a bitch! (laughs) (laughs) It falls in the category. Um, Wow. Uh, This is some hippie fucking shit. And and this is coming from a guy who likes the Grateful Dead. But to me, uh, this is so unorganized, it makes the Grateful Dead uh, sound like the fucking Ramones. Uh, I I mean, all over the place... um, bad keys it, it reminds me like if, if you took like the worst santana song the worst cream song and uh sprinkled it with a drunken outtake from emerson lake and palmer uh you would pretty much get this band and much like when we did the cure you know i said right off the bat with the first song this is kind of a representation uh this album is a one-trick pony Either you like this one sound because almost all the songs are the same, or you don't. Well, that, that's how this album is, uh, and particularly this song. It's it's a lot of noodling going all over the place. Uh, you think it's going to be an instrumental, then all of a sudden you got you hear a guy sing something, and you have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Uh, 
And I like a lot of psychedelic music, but I mean, this is definitely leans more towards prong than psychedelic. But uh, wow, wow, and and not to say that there's not some good playing on here. You know, every once in a while I hear like an interesting guitar, um, you know, sound or a decent drum pattern, uh, but far too much muffled by an unexciting singer. And, and a really annoying uh, keyboardist organist, which I think uh, uh, Lee is far superior to. But uh, we, we had it. Uh, oh, boy, you had me at $40, Lee, and then you lost me with this album. <laughs> you want to take those 40 back, Lee? <laughs> yeah, no shit. I oh, just, can I, we pay you back on a little cans? <laughs> I just didn't want to bother Sinzak and find out how to get the money back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, well, here's what I said. Uh, we had it, it starts with some classical guitar shit. And then it goes into this somewhat mellow, uh, groovy tune that I actually like. <laughs> I like this song, dude. <laughs> I was like, man, this is good. I like this. I like this. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, but that's all I got to say about this show, this song. I mean, we talked a lot, so let's keep going. Bath's sister, the next one. This song fucking rocks. Total groove with that early 70s vibe. I am totally digging this album so far. <laughs> what do you think of what do you think of Bath Sister? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm digging it too. I'm digging a hole in the fucking backyard to throw this fucking MP3 in. <laughs> uh, uh, Ouch. again, it's just uh it, it it's unfocused noodling. I mean I mean the whole thing sounds more of like a a, a jam session than a more than like a coherent song. Uh, yeah, this one does nothing for me. But then we go to the next track, Jump Bed Jed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a good title, man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess they're trying to get the Jumpin' Jack Flash vibe with Jump Bed Jed, but uh. Wow. Uh, this one I like more than the other two. Sometimes for a couple seconds. <laughs> and, and then it just... It goes back to the same fucking uh, uh, noodling. And it's... Uh, I, I mean, not horrible. But it really sounds like a, a, a third-rate version. And third-rate's being kind. Uh, of all the bands it's trying to emulate. I mean, again, I can hear a lot of, like, trying to do Cream and, uh, and, and Santana, but really not listening to those records and just guessing what Cream or Santana sounds like. Uh, jump the Jed. Yeah, jump, <laughs> jump. <laughs> it's, it's the one part of the turn that doesn't have a fly on it. <laughs> what do you think? You know these guys were on acid. All right. Jump Bed Jet, I think this is even better than the last two. I love hard rock with those vocal harmonies. To me, this is buried treasure shit right here, bro. This guitar player is killing it. Great drummer, too. The jam section in this song is out of control. Now, this is something not even retro bands can do today. Unlimited jamming that keeps them so interested. Fuck yeah, Lee, dude. I'm digging this album so far. So far, up to the third track, I'm fucking loving this shit. I'll go into the next one. 
Oh Pasarito. What is it called? Oh Paradiso. Oh Paradiso. Fucking Lee. Now this one I think is a killer instrumental Latin flavor. <laughs> I love this. It's got this Latin flavor to it, and I hate Latin music. This is, I guess, them trying to be Santana, but they failed because they're way better than Santana. So by default, they recorded a killer jam because of that overrated chest-supporting scum fuck. This is more 70s hard rock killing it and bringing it fucking down. The drummer is going the fuck off on this one. The band is solid as all fuck. And uh, this is probably my favorite track on the album, even though it's an instrumental. I really love of this one that's i think this is the highlight of the album oh oh pasarito oh boy uh <laughs> and a long one at that too uh a lot of these are seven minute tracks that feel like fucking a half hour uh this is one of them. this is actually why we have embargoes and sanctions against cuba it's not the yeah. communism it's the music uh <laughs> i would much rather hear tito puente covering ricky martin uh Ouch. than this oh my god this is just uh man I, I don't know maybe i need to get fucked up to listen to this shit because uh this doesn't well, i was <laughs> yeah i actually was fucked up for hearing this last night i i, I know i'm sitting here thinking I'm, I'm hearing what's coming out of your mouth and i'm like was he fucked up when he listened to this shit <laughs> Because, because so <laughs> now you know, and I like a lot of drug music, but the stuff that I like the most, I don't even really have to be on drugs. I mean, of course, drugs make everything better. That's just a fact. Drugs and alcohol make everything better. Uh, but the the best of it, I don't even have to be fucked up to listen to it. Actually, if anything, it can make me feel that way when I'm when I'm sober. Uh, <laughs> this just makes me like go, oh fuck, when's the song over? Uh, oh, oh Paradiso, uh, Yoko Ono, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't care for this one too much. But I was really excited to hear the next song, Plastic Shit. <laughs> oh man, Plastic Shit. At least Plastic <laughs> Plastic Shit. shit. <laughs> yeah. At least Plastic Shit is short. And that's the best thing I can say about it. Now, uh, tell me what you love about plastic shit. No, this one sucks. <laughs> this is not good at all. Riff is repetitious. It goes nowhere. It, and it's a fucking live track. Yeah. You know, if you hear how the song ends, it's an actual live recording. It, to me, it sounds like something that just to fill up the album, but they found it good enough to play live. And that makes them cool as fuck because you know they were stoned out of their brains to play this shit live in front of people. Oh, plastic shit sucks. Uh, I'm sorry, but this is where the album takes a turn for the worst because then we go into Vegetable Oblivion. Yes. <laughs> Look at that, that title. You know these fuckers were dropping acid. <laughs> this music sounded too. Hippy dippy flower power mixed with hallucinogenics. But not really doing much for me. I guess you have to eat vegetables and acid to get into the zone of this tune. But at least it's short. I think uh, taking a combination of veggies and LSD made them stop playing and start waving their hands in front of their face and watching the trails. That's what I think of Vegetable Oblivion. What do you think? 
vegetable, ob vegetable oblivion is, <laughs> is also Lee Gersman's superhero alias. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And, and, and Lee, when he when he's vegetable oblivion, he wears a Lee Gersman mask. <laughs> he wears a mask over a mask of his face over his face. Yes, <laughs> that's the joke, people. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, vegetable oblivion. Oh my god, I wanted to like this one. I had, you know, I had a little bit of hope because I'm. You know, I'm listening to the first half of the album. It's doing nothing for me. I'm like, well, plastic shit's got to be good. You know, <laughs> vegetable oblivion's got to be interesting. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <coughs> but alas, I was fooled. <laughs> no, it's more <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Then we go into another instrumental. Red Worms and Lice. Wow. <laughs> Now, now, now you see what an influence this band was on Lee Gersman. Cause oh, if, yeah. If, yeah, I was thinking, was Lee in this band with that title? <laughs> if you ever see Lee's videos, and I, and I, I know you have, both of you listening, uh, <laughs> this fits perfect into, you know, what was it, Bugs and Cheese or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. Bugs on Cheese. <laughs> Bugs on Cheese. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of this podcast again? Uh, shaving cream and uh, I forgot so shaving cream and cheese. I think. Yeah, Fileo shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> this this is one uh, I was hoping I wasn't going to be able to get through because you told me, "Oh, be ready in a half hour," and uh, and uh, I was in the middle of listening to the album. And I was like, "Oh shit! I hope I run out of time and I can't hear all of this." <laughs> But, uh, uh, yeah, man, a long song that goes nowhere. What do you think of Red Worms and Lice? God, that title, man. It just reminds me of Lee so much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> another instrumental that I don't think is bad, but does not match the greatness of Old Pasolito. <laughs> yeah, so let I that can... sink in. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, but I can hang with this, but, but this does have some plastic shit in it if you <laughs> and some vegetables in it <laughs> but now let's go to the last track ballad for bridget yes so so the band leaves the studio and becomes a lounge act on acid what the fuck is this about first four songs started this album so strong then they veered off into the land of bizarro land and you know no wonder lee loves this disc you know this album is like Someone you like hanging out with a little bit, but after a while you wish they would leave, like Lee. <laughs> so that that's a conclusion of that this fucking album. Be. I gotta say, it did start off strong. Like I said, I liked that first half, but boy, did it go into Lee Central after that. It was Gertzman land after that shit. Oh man, uh, ballad for Bridget. My favorite track on the album. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like. <laughs> oh my god! 
God, this one is like, dude, I think it's probably the worst on the album. It's just so shitty. It, it, it almost kind of made me feel better after the rest of the album. Oh, I heard God this, damn. and, it, and it, it just made me want to have a drink and relax and pretend that shit never happened. <laughs> the, the first seven songs. Now, would I go back and listen to this never again? Never no, I, and, and and me, I'm gonna put the first three songs in my iPod because I. Don't. Well, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna send you the first album and see what you think of that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, send it. Yeah, usually first albums are better. <laughs> well, one would fucking hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope this is the sellout album where they went all commercial. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, this is, this is the one where they took the acid toward the end of the album. The other one, they did acid the whole time. Oh. Yeah, but no, no, seriously, I didn't mind Ballad for Brit just because it was different than all the other shit. Um, but, oh my God, Lee, uh, you got us. <laughs> got him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I enjoyed it way more than you did, but I got to admit, some of those songs were like, oh my God. But uh, the first half, I loved them. I got to admit, the first half of this album was really strong. Uh, if I owned this on vinyl, I'd never, I'd never flip that shit all over the side too. That's for sure. <laughs> well, uh, you know? that was probably our shortest review since our first episode. Yeah. Uh, but man, uh, not much you can say there. <laughs> yeah, but, no, we, don't, we didn't know shit about this band. But I, I think, uh, I think Lee would appreciate this, and uh, and man, we, we love you, Lee. We le- we would only do this for you. Exactly. And your 40 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, friendship alone, no, but friendship and, <laughs> friendship and 40 bucks get you a Jody Grind review here at the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but Ralph wants 50 to do oh, it on, Ralph wants 50 to do it on Vieira Vault. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And and, and I'm, I am willing to review uh, The Cure on Vieira Vault, too. For one million dollars, <laughs> mm. and I'll still sign it. <laughs> Money well spent, as what she would say. You better hope Nate don't win the fucking lottery. <laughs> and you know, and let me tell you something. Somebody wants us to review an album that you know I fucking hate, uh, which is coming up soon, and. Uh, I'm not listening to it. So all you fuckers that are are fucking sending money to make me suffer, because you know what? A lot of people heard that Cure episode and they loved it so much because of my bitching, because I hated it so much. So now now people see hear that and they go, oh, let me pick another album Ralph hates because I like to hear him bitch. Oh, it's and, like no, no bitch. I ain't gonna listen to that shit. I'll be on the episode. And I I knew that was gonna happen. And I did. I, I had a lot of people message me saying they loved that Cure. Like, oh, I've never heard Ralph that. Oh, yeah that upset and piss off now see and what people need to understand it, there's a lot of ways Ralph and I are different here's one uh, a lot of times I love doing an album I don't like because I find joy in trying to find the funniest most creative way I can put it down and slam it I mean that's just how my comedy brain works it gives me material to work with Ralph on the other hand it's the opposite all it does yeah. is, is piss him off <laughs> yeah it <laughs> and, does and, and just just let that sink into any of the listeners that, it, you know, if you think it's going to be funny or why, you know, don't get mad when we take your money and then Ralph kicks you off the Facebook page. <laughs> you know, and, and I or won't listen to it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's that. I don't mind reviewing shit I hate, uh, but, but Ralph, uh, you know, and, and Ralph, uh, 
I, I don't know if we touched about uh, on the Cure episode or not, but, uh, you know, really, just by talking to Nate, he got you to, to be a lot more open than you were going to be. Initially, you were even more pissed about it. And people are lucky they got the review they did get out of you on that. So, yeah. any, any of you thinking, oh, 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 oh I'm going to get Ralph with this one. No, you're wrong. Yeah. Nate won. Nate won. Nate had me listen to it. But the, you gotta say the one that one album we're gonna review that I fucking hate. I've heard it already. Yeah. And and there's like four or five songs on there that we've all heard to death because it's a huge album. And I can't fucking stand it. And uh, yeah. but you know I hey you know you're gonna bring up a song that I don't remember at all and I'll be like you know I don't remember this shit I haven't heard it in 20 years but fuck this song or fuck 30 years now. Uh, fuck that song. I'm sure it sucks. Yeah. You know, that, that's what it's going to be like if you assholes want to review like Faith No More or something. I'm yeah. not going to listen to it. Fuck you all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't like the album either, but I am going to listen to it. But again, you know, I take a different route. You know, I find the challenge and coming up with the best way to slam it that will have an effect on people who do listen to it and do like it. But yeah, you're not going to get that out of route. So be forewarned. Nope. And yeah. you know, in, in all honesty, I mean, we're coming up here. It's only about ten weeks till the uh, expo, anyway. So uh, anybody, and when by the time this episode airs, it'll be about you know eight weeks till uh, the expo. So time is running out, uh, yeah, to, to donate to get to pick an album because trust me, once this is done. You bastards ain't gonna have a say for a long time. Uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> ever. Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be shit. It's gonna be shit. Because I, I thought, yeah, yeah, we'll never do this again. Because I doubt after what I'm gonna do, we'll all be invited back to the expo. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So th- there you go. Spend the money to go to the expo and see what the hell you're <laughs> talking about. Yeah. You think you think I was pissed on the care episode? <laughs> When I show up at the expo, you get to see it live. <laughs> but uh, right. also uh, a point I, I want to make to to the two people who are listening: anybody who has donated enough for a review that we haven't got to yet, just in case I miss some people, because we we've had a hell of a time lining everybody up. Uh, you know, because some people paid to be guests, other people paid to pick albums. If yours hasn't come up yet. Uh, please send me a, a message on Facebook and, and to make sure that I haven't forgot or overlooked because we are trying to get all these done. And, and we will honor, yes. we will honor everyone that was was paid for. Of course, we have to, you know. Right, right. So if, yeah. if we're, we're like we're like that dude, uh, what's his name that paid me the hundred bucks? Yeah, we, we Chris Akin. <laughs> we're like Chris Akin, man. We're straight up people. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do it. It just might not be what you want to hear. <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, 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 uh, like, like this. <laughs> and uh, J- Josh uh, Klein. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all in all, I've never heard anything else from these guys, and I never will. Uh, I'm gonna send Ralph the first album, and uh, yeah. I'd be interesting to hear what uh, what he thinks of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I listen to it. <laughs> <clears throat> So, uh, that being said, do you have a pick of the week, Ralph? Yes, I do, actually. Oh, and uh, it's not something you can buy in stores. It's not nothing that you. it's ever been released. But it's on YouTube. Uh, type in Lee Gertzman, Bugs on Cheese. That is my pick of the week. I love that song. I think that's 
Lee Gertzman Stairway to Heaven. It's a fucking, it's a classic. I love that fucking song. Bugs on Cheese by Lee Gertzman is my pick of the week. Awesome. All right. Well, my pick of the week is just as awesome and just as weird as Lee Gertzman. And uh, I'm picking a show this week as my pick of the week. And it is Twin Peaks The Return. Ah, uh, something that I slammed, but you know what? The third episode got me. Uh, now, now this is one, uh, as, as of recording this, six episodes have aired out of 18. Uh, this last... Oh, you see, I've always... All right, uh, let me ask you this, because I don't watch Twin Peaks uh, when, it, when it airs. Okay. I watch it on a free site at work. Okay. Um, the last episode I saw, because they don't have no, no newer episodes, so tell me if... How many episodes are after this? Is where Cooper is like in the kitchen and he's like, ha ha ha. Remember that part where he's in the kitchen laughing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Remember you even made a, made a meme of it? Yeah. Where he's uh, laughing at the kitchen. I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, which episode that was. Well, I think that was in, that was three or four. It was the episode after he was saying hello to the slot machine. Yeah, yeah. That, so that's uh, episode four. Well, he says hello, hello in both uh, three and four. Oh, he, 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 okay, so four is the last one. So there's four more after that? Well, no, no, there's six. There are, episode seven. There's two more. Episode seven's going to be uh, tomorrow. But there's eight, okay. there's 18 total. And, and basically. Well, uh, just so you know, I am a huge, huge fan of Twin Peaks. I mean, huge. I wrote a song about it. Pulls a Holocaust, a song called Doppelganger, is about is about that that show um and uh i've been waiting for this for since they announced it like two years ago and i've been waiting and waiting and then when it finally aired uh the first two episodes were super weird but anybody out there that does watch it and you don't get it i recommend you go to youtube and watch these two nerds talk about it because they actually like make sense of what the fuck is going on you know Right. And I will say I will say one theory though, and let me tell you if you thought of this, that whole scene with Cooper inside that chick's house with the kid, I think that girl is a doppelganger. You know why? Because notice how she doesn't react to how wacky he is. Have you noticed this? Are Are you talking about the hooker? No, not the hooker. The uh, the hooker was the one that drove him. Hello. Yeah, I'm sorry. Somebody was calling. I had to hang up on him. The hooker was the the one that drove him to the slot machines. But remember, he ended up at that girl's house that has the kid. Yeah, his wife. It's it's the guy's uh, wife and kid. Well, I think the wife is a doppelganger. Is not the real wife because she's acting too normal around his wackiness. She's not questioning how weird he's acting. Yeah, I, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. I I think she's just a, oblivious. Uh, you know, I, I think no, she's supposed. No. To, but I, I mean, it, it's David Lynch, and uh, you know, I'm on a bunch of Twin Peaks, uh, you know, fan pages on this. And uh, if you're a fan of the original, uh, it's created by David Lynch and Mark Frost. But there was other people, especially in the second season. You know, other directors involved, other writers took a tone that yeah. that neither creator. Uh, liked or approved, but I think people who like love David Lynch's movies uh, will appreciate this far more than people who only know 
the series. Right. And you really you have to look at it as an 18-hour movie that you're seeing an hour at a time. Everything's not going to be explained at the end of the episode. This isn't NCIS. Uh, this is full-blown, 100% David Lynch's vision and, uh, and Mark Sprouse's vision. And it's definitely, you have to see not only the first two seasons of Twin Peaks, but also... Firewalk, with, <clears throat> excuse me, Firewalk with me, a prequel that was a feature film made after the series, and then if you have the the, the Blu-ray box set like Ralph and I have, it, it has another thing called the missing pieces, because you know he had, which is better than the movie if you ask me. Well, I actually have a fan edit that puts everything together into one movie, and that that to me that yeah. is really the way to watch it. Uh, but I remember initially I hated Firewalk with me like most people. Me too. Because oh, I lost the theater piss. Because it, it did have a different tone and everything. But see, that was 100% David Lynch and no Mark Frost. But right. uh, but this series, I mean, it just not only is it visually awesome, but it, it's so well acted. And I, I think people are like, you know, freaking out way too early. I mean, people either love it or hate it, but that's David Lynch. But if, if you're familiar with movies like, you know, uh, you know, Lost Highway and, and Wild at Heart, Blue Velvet, you know, Inland Empire, uh, Mulholland Drive, shit like that, if, if, if you already understand the way David Lynch's mind works, I don't think it's going to be as hard for you as if you just know Twin Peaks, because that was like, hey, the, the ABC version of, of David Lynch. And that's why I think some people aren't... Uh, is on board with this season, but so far I'm loving every bit of it. And I'd be a liar if I said I understand everything, but that's the way Lynch works. Some things will be explained and some things will never be explained, you know, but that's yeah. life. You don't, you don't understand everything that happens or not. Everything you see makes sense to you. And he's very obscure like that, but it's, have you ever, have you ever been able to sit through all of Eraserhead? You know that that's the one that's that's on my list. I haven't seen a Razorhead since I was eleven, and my and you watched it all. Yeah, and, and my my I couldn't do it. My my dad had me watch it, and I remember I was like, "What the fuck?" But at the time, I could only handle mainstream movies, you know. And now my my tastes have grown and expand to what I watch. You know, I, I love a lot of artistic shit. And some of it is just arty-farty bullshit, and some of it is some really deep, beautifully, sh you know, shot stuff that I love. But uh, Racerhead is one uh, that I'm going to go back and watch, because I've been do going back and watching all the David Lynch shit that I love. But I haven't got to Racerhead as of yet, but I'd be interested, because I know as a kid I couldn't stand it. But I can't. I couldn't stand it. No, I couldn't sit through it. I couldn't, right. I couldn't do it. I right. couldn't do it. I had to turn it off. And I love Blue Velvet. I absolutely worship. I didn't like Lost Highways, but Blue Velvet is something I own on Blu-ray. I absolutely love that movie. Right, and and Lost. Oh, I got to thank Anthrax for that. And uh, Lost yeah. Highway, I love. And I, I yeah, I didn't like that one. The, the first time I saw it, I loved it, but I did not fucking understand it. And then I went yeah. on, I went on the internet, and I found out some other shit. I'm like, oh. Okay, and then once I knew what it was, I had a whole new appreciation. But, you know, one thing I'd always recommend is is watch it all yourself before you go, uh, you know, going on the internet trying to figure shit out, because sometimes shit will get spoiled. I didn't watch Twin Peaks when it was initially on television, because I just, man, I was a teenager. I was out fucking 
partying all the time. I wasn't staying at home watching TV. So I watched it years later, and I was trying to find shit out. Like, well, I don't understand this, and the internet was new at the time. I found out who killed Laura Palmer, like, five episodes into it, and it just ruined it for me. So I, I didn't have oh, that. Oh, yeah. See, I, I didn't have that. I, I didn't have that magic of finding out who did it. That's... I, I hate spoilers. I hate yeah. that. Some people that... No, no, and I didn't know. I didn't know. I'll tell you how I discovered Twin Peaks, and it's a really cool way how I discovered it. I discovered it, like, maybe five episodes before they found the killer, and how I discovered it was my friend. He would tape them on VHS, and he gave me... He, I, I borrowed them. I watched them. I became so hooked that I started watching it every week after that. And I was like... Oh, it was this guy. It was that guy. It was this guy. I don't want to say who the killer is. And don't watch Firewalk with me. If you're going to watch Twin Peaks, watch the first, yeah. you know, the season. Because Firewalk with me gives away the killer. Right. Um, but what, man, dude, when I found out who the killer was, dude, it was like, whoa. And even all the signs before it, it made so much sense when you found out who the killer was. Oh, yeah. But I, I didn't notice. I didn't notice, you know, but the signs were all there they were all there you know but yeah yeah, it's a great great episode but yeah well, and i i even like the episodes without uh david lynch the one with uh the crazy fucking uh guy that was trying to kill cooper um, Pearl. i loved him man he was so nuts and leo i love leo too and you know a lot see you don't know if he died or not i haven't seen him in these new episodes so right. i don't know what's going on you know but, i guess he died but there's also, you know, they released books that, that tie in stuff that fill in blanks. Like there's a book out now called The Secret History of T Twin Peaks that was released right before the start of the season. And there's a lot of people online uh, that say, wow, reading this really helps me understand a lot of what's going on in the show now. But I, I, recommend, right. I recommend to anybody with David Lynch is experience for, it for yourself first and then do some research because you know i would hate for somebody to have the shit spoiled like like i had the shit for me because it takes away of, from the mystery and i i love the mystery. oh yeah and sometimes it was great yeah it was great not knowing i mean and just for one second everybody it is on netflix the original series so watch that first right you know before well, you venture because if you start watching twin peaks now without the fucking knowing the history of it you will be lost as fuck yeah and if you're somebody that needs everything wrapped up spoon fed and explained to you you're not going to enjoy it but if you don't mind if you can just appreciate it even though you might not understand it or under, you know understand it yet man i mean it, it's just awesome awesome shit but that is yeah. my pick of the show Twin peaks the return it's on showtime and uh yeah check it out showtime sunday nights. All right. Cool. All right. Now, uh, our fan of the week. Yeah, and fan of the week is the man who paid for this, the great Lee Gertzman. Uh, what a unique individual. I'm so lucky to have met him in real life and got to hang with him. And He is Twin Peaks. Yes. <laughs> and he, he would fit perfect on that show. Oh, he would be so perfect on Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. In fact... <laughs> I, I think we gotta have Lee do an intro for the show where he's just like, she's no, dead. Can't. We can't. She's dead, no, wrapped in no. plastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'd love Lee to be the person saying, uh, you know what my log just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. 
He'd be, he'd be better than the log lady. Yeah, lead the log lady. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the log lady just says shit that makes absolutely no sense. You know? And so does Lee. <laughs> exactly. So he is our log lady. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his log is a turd called Jody Grind. Can you imagine Lee if Lee ever checked out Twin Peaks? It'd be the greatest moment of his life. Yeah, and he would understand everything right away. Oh, yeah. He, he could call us up and tell us, no, this is what this means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no. I heard he wrote that book. <laughs> Lee is, is, is such a great dude. Uh, he was a polarizing guest on the show. Uh, yes. Some people loved him. Some people hated him. Some people hated him. Then they loved him. Uh you know, but uh, he he was an important part of the show. Unfortunately, from you know, listen to the background back episodes. You find out why he's not on the show anymore. But he is still uh, a dear, dear friend of ours. Yeah, yeah, we love Lee. We no matter what, he, yeah. even though he did what he did, it right. doesn't take away my love for that guy because I really do love Lee. Right, and uh, lovely. <laughs> yeah, frankly, I love him too. I can't wait to see him uh, next time I go back to the Bay Area and, and see Bill Wang. I'll definitely be seeing Lee. So, I want to go with you, dude. Let's see if we can work that out. We all go together. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That that would be killer. At least such a yeah. good dude. And yeah, good, he is a great guy. A good friend of the show. And like I said, he is the only guy that we would have done this album for 40 bucks for. So don't anybody yeah. else think they could pay 40 and get something like this. <laughs> if you pay 40, it better be at least some kind of resemblance to rock or metal. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a shame that he ended up doing what he did, so he's not on the show anymore. It's just it's too bad the, the host of that show would have said, no matter how much you beg me, I can't have you be on the show because you need to be on the rock. But obviously the guy didn't care because he, he, you know, his excuse was, well, Lee wanted to do it. You should have just said, Dude, for your own good, it's kind of like you should have did like an intervention, you know, on him. <laughs> yeah. Look, Lee, 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 don't do this because it's like being, it's like taking heroin, you know. But, go, go to Rock and Metal Combat Podcast instead of here, because here you're killing your the little career. Yeah. But uh, but oh well. You know, we, you know, we we said what we said, and yeah, we stick and by our word. I, I'm I'm a stubborn Mick, and you're a stubborn Sprick. Spick. Yeah. Spick. Spick. That's right. <laughs> so. Uh, it is what it is, but yeah, he will always be part of the show, always be a friend of the show. So thank you, Lee. You are our fan of the week. Yes, sir. All right. All let's right. get into the plugs. The plugs. All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007, you've been getting podcast the Kiss Audio fanzine for your ears. That's right. It's your podcast every month. Podkiss crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulick, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... (laughs) Then you'll love us. 
That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. Ear Pillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about. Music's most diverse podcast, starring Luke Innes, Greg Sims Bootlegs, and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday on Podbean, Podcast Addict, and iTunes. The True Alternative Podcast. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks Podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Listen to The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Go to all the W's. Gully, G-U-L-L-Y-A-N-D-J-O-A dot U-K. 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. Listen to it. Don't be a cunt. Have you developed paralysis from trying to choose a movie on Netflix? Of course you have. There's too much garbage on Netflix to sift through. So join us on our podcast, We Watched It For You. We watch a bad movie every week and try to determine its watchability. We Watch It For You is for bad movie fans, B-movie fans, underground film fans, and cult movie fanatics alike. Don't miss an episode of We Watched It For You, a guide to the lesser-known movies of Netflix, available on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast. All right. Well, if you enjoyed this drama-filled and mystery album, filled episode come back next week when yes once again you paid for it you pick it is it going to be something we love or something we hate come back next week and find out here at the rock rock and metal combat podcast